0: I'm Vic Singh, and you're listening to Pata Bing, a podcast that breaks down every episode of The Sopranos one at a time. Please remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this right now. If you love the podcast, please spread the word and support the work by visiting glow.fm slash potabing. That's G L O W dot fm slash potabing. If you'd like a pictorial and caption companion to the podcast, follow at Potabang on Instagram. And if you'd like to play in our trivia series, DM at Potabang on Instagram as well. Finally, as always, thank you for listening and being part of this journey. Coming up is a conversation with Sopranos superfan Dan Trader of Baltimore, who built one of the largest Sopranos digital communities around and is the mind behind some hilarious Sopranos satire at Time Immemorial on Instagram. Dan's a professional, a husband, a father, and his Sopranos community building on Facebook and other social media channels has been a labor of love for pretty close to a decade. It'll be culminating with a Sopranos convention he and three other people have organized that takes place in November. When Pada Bing started, and many people don't know this, but it was a project I'd been sitting on for almost three years, Dan immediately opened his community to the project and evangelized it from the very beginning. I'll always be grateful to him for that. When I started putting together a list of superfans I'd like to profile for the pod, he was one of the top names on the list. So special thanks to Dan for taking some time to talk about his creative process, swapping Soprano stories, and most of all, sharing his passion and creativity for the show with all of us. So here it is, my conversation with Dan Trader of Time Immemorial. Happy 4th. Dan, thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, man.
0: So you have shepherded a digital Sopranos fan base for the last decade, pretty much, and have made me laugh out loud for the past couple. Before we break all of that down, tell listeners who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Uh,
1: Sure, yeah. My name's Danny. I live in Baltimore, Maryland. I've been a fan forever, and I've got a graphic design background. I'm currently a real estate agent.
0: You studied graphic design?
1: Correct.
0: Okay. So that actually segues nicely, because I want to ask you, I want you to go back to the beginning, if you can, of time immemorial. When did you get the idea to start some kind of digital community? Did you even think of it as a digital community when you first thought about doing this?
1: No, no, not at all. Um, You know, uh, if I'm, man, this is crazy. Thinking back, this is like a a little over 10 years ago, um, Facebook was still in, like, development of, you know, how, like, pages, like, what we know now as business pages or business accounts. Yeah. Uh, Back then, it was kind of in those early stages where people were kind of gravitating towards creating pages for famous film characters or tv characters and i don't know how i came about it but i was following i want to say it was called anthony john soprano is what i was following i guess tony soprano was already taken i was following this for a couple of months before the owner uh just had around like maybe like 10 or fifteen thousand followers and back then i was like holy holy moly there's a lot of people but this guy essentially was just like i don't have time for this i need i need a good i need a good fan to take control of this um so i sent him a message i just told him what i've been doing uh which was at the time just you know it was just me watching the show start to start to end and then i'd pick it up at the end and go backwards um i didn't binge watching it for years that was pretty much the only thing i watched um just gave him a bunch of little anecdotes, some some artwork that I had made, like digital designs, and he handed it over to me, um, made some little changes in the name just because I thought that, uh, you know, it was a little, a little too generic, people weren't going to find it.
0: Anthony uh, John Soprano. I,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I didn't think that, I thought most people were gravitating towards Tony Soprano page as opposed to Anthony John Soprano. Got it, and, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, makes sense.
1: And sorry there's just, you know, just screen caps on the show once a week, just very laid back, more of a hobby. Like I I kinda was like, Wow, there are ten, fifteen thousand other people out there that are just you know, anytime I post this screen cap it's like everyone's going on with the quotes and it's just like you're that was me finding my people I think at, at the beginning. Um but my, my good friend Ronnie was the one who Encourage what is known now as more of what you would see known as more of like a community. There's a group attached to it, and that was, you know, a whole, a whole other thing in itself.
0: So, Anthony John Soprano became what? What did you change the name to?
1: It, came, it, it became The Sopranos Time Memorial.
0: Okay. And Time Immemorial, obviously, is a line from the show. Is there any story or any sort of, like, anecdote as to why you picked that particular line, why it resonated with you so much, what it was about that statement, or is it just completely random and it was available and you took it?
1: Yeah, well, there there were <laughs> there was an outside questions from other pages, rivals, we'll call them. Not, but not what I see them as now, but uh, other pages, similar routes, and... The the lines as always came to my head whenever something that came up was this thing is a pyramid since time immemorial. So just one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes, uh diatrides, if you will, monologues from the show. It's just one of my favorite moments.
0: So Anthony John Soprano becomes now it, was this a Facebook account at this point?
1: It
0: was just a page. It was just a Facebook page. Got it. So Anthony John Soprano becomes the Sopranos time immemorial that we know today.
1: Correct. Okay. And it was merely video clips and pictures. Video like clips that. and
0: pictures. I want to understand this genesis because what you're doing now is incredible. What were the first few years like in terms of activity and engagement stuff like that i don't even want to ask if you had a goal because you were clearly doing this for a passion for fun it wasn't your day job it wasn't your career but what were the first few years like
1: yeah it was i I remember vividly like i said it was it was mainly screen caps and quotes from the show like video clips from youtube just nothing nothing original like there was no original creations um i remember i was telling my friend ronnie who encouraged this group be created um I remember going to him and being like, "Hey, do you know? Have you heard of memes? Do you know what a meme is?" And he was like, "I, I think." I'm like, you "No, know, like you see like a caption and like a white box around it with another caption inside the picture." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about." I'm like, "There's nothing like this for Sopranos." I was like, "Sopranos has a has a well of comedic uh, material. There's got to be other people out there that would appreciate this kind of stuff." And that's that's where it started. I got on Instagram, kind of immediately um just to see what other kind of stuff was out there and that's where i met soprano the gram
0: did you have a blueprint or a model that you were following or like a hero like in podcasting bill simmons is my hero he's one of the reasons i do what i'm doing did you have like something that you were trying to model this against or was it completely on the fly off the cuff it
1: was i was on the fly really okay um I, I'm not going to pretend that there weren't other pages out there that were pretty much doing the exact thing that we were doing. So, what, like I said, there was no original content being created, and that's what—that's where my mind was going. Is that you know, there's only really so long I can do this and it would be fun if all we're doing is just tossing back quotes and sharing clips. As much as I love the show, um, you know, people aren't going to stick around forever for that. That was where my mind was at. Sure. But there was a model. There wasn't a model that I could reflect on. But then I did find. And I realized that I was not the only one um who had this this idea. So I reached out to them just letting them know what I was trying to do. Um, you know, uh just getting into memes, like, you know, uh asking permission to use their work, um, I invited them to be admins on a uh, Facebook and that's the thing, that's that's when it started to become more than just me. I mean, because I get I get all the credit right now. Um, I'm primarily the one that posts on Instagram, but there's so many different people this, at this point involved in creating content um, every day. Um, we have a slew of admins, you know, apart from Sopranos, Graham, uh, you know, like Matt Terranova, Tommy, uh, Chris Flynn, Sarah, uh, Donna, Gustavo, Chris, Paris. I mean, I could really go on. and I'm, I'm really sorry if I'm missing anybody. Tim Connors. I mean, there are people, Kurt, Keith, there are people who we've been doing this now religiously for maybe 2 or 3 years every every day
0: I love that you shouted out your people and you thanked them, and I'm sure they'll f- the people that you didn't mention will forgive you. It's this is not about that. This is mostly just trying to understand how this grew over time. Oh, no, yeah. yeah,
1: without them though, it just wouldn't it wouldn't be
0: this. It. it absolutely is a community, and in community can't be run by any one individual. And it's really cool that you acknowledge that. Let's talk memes for a minute. Some of this is macro level, and then some of it is a little nerdy, just because I'm curious, and I'm pretty sure that if I'm curious, lots of other people will be curious too. Your Instagram. page Page is a trove of many incredible, thoughtful memes. How did you become a meme maker?
1: When I started, they were more like what we know as, uh, what I call, what I call a throwaway meme is something where it's just a picture in a cap. It's just something that takes two seconds, and that's where that's where my brain started naturally. Like, um, I think the very first meme that I did was. Bobby playing uh, Monopoly and the caption says when when someone says you still watch Sopranos there are a lot of good shows out there you can't keep watching forever and his comment from the show is you show me that in the rules but the way that he says it in the show I tried to reflect it in the picture and that, that's where I started but so I got on Sopranosgram for Instagram and I found the very first Sopranosgram meme that I found was uh, I believe it was the Polly Walnuts starter kit and then the next one was filled with a grilled cheese radiator, so <laughs> it um, it it opened my eyes very quickly as to what where this could go. I was like, "Oh, like this is." I remember being in tears with the Pauli Walnut uh, starter kit, but that's where that's where it started. And like I said at the beginning, I do have a graphic design background, so it kind of was it was easy for me to like kind of fall into um, a creative.
0: Wormholes.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm not a graphic designer anymore, professionally full time. Um, and it's one of those artistic outlets that's like the one thing that I that I cling to at this point.
0: I'm going to ask you about outlet in a minute. Um, what were your first few memes like? Like in your rookie year? Okay. Like, what was your recipe?
1: Where I am now is that I kind of have to take chances and just because. It, It's hard hard to explain, but people, when you start to understand the way people interact with the posts on social media, it's limited in attention span. So it's I see that 350 people like the meme and the one before it got 2,000 likes. It could say a million different things. Primarily, what it says to me now is that I just connected with 350, like the minority. I just connected with a very small hardcore group of fans um when it might be interpreted by someone else as like oh that was an unsuccessful post um that's that's where my head is right now at the beginning it was like if i'm driving you know i used to be and still am part time but I was full time a private detective for a while so i had a lot of free time in the car and i would be writing down any idea that came to my head i'd watch the show and like just staying in tune with other memes that's kind of where it all that if I had to if I had to bring it down to one one recipe or one blueprint, I'd say at the beginning it was looking at what other people were doing and just applying it to Soprano. That's unfortunately what a lot of what meme making is these days, but uh it's it's
0: definitely developed. Hey man, to use a basketball analogy, which I'm sure you know that I do a lot, it's uh, you model your three point shot after the greatest. So you just look at what's out there and you and you modify it to fit your game. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, Absolutely. I love that you said you were a private investigator. As soon as you said that, I started thinking of like Danny P.I. and all the different like series and all the different meme possibilities for that. That's a cool story. We can talk about it another time. Um, meme 101 for me and for listeners that maybe there's some kid out there there's some person out there that has a passion believe it or not a lot of people have reached out to me about their own shows that they love or their own sort of like little niches that they want to like do stuff for and um you'll get questions like this and i'm going to ask you what are the tools in your meme toolkit what are some tools that someone who wants to like express themselves in this way can use to get the ball rolling
1: Are you talking about apps? Are you talking about more like uh, mental and that kind of thing?
0: So that's a great distinction because you can have the fanciest guitar in the world, right? But you're not going to play it like a Jimi Hendrix. Your creativity and your intuition and your sort of like ability to be on the zeitgeist, everybody's not going to have that. But in terms of brass tacks, like what apps, what uh, software, uh, that kind of stuff, like what is a meme 101 toolkit look like? Aside from the mentor. Sure,
1: sure. Um, all right, so I'd say the very first thing to keep in mind is that there's no one perfect app for this. So, a lot of the times, the meme that I post, you know, it may have gone through three or four or five different apps before you see it, before it's the, the finished product, quote unquote. So, um, that's one thing I keep in mind is that find find something you like something that works for you but keep in mind that you might need to find a bunch of different tools instead of just using one so I use one called Fonto which is anything text related um you can basically get any font from any movie or tv show and install it on your phone and that's the other thing is all, all my most I'd say 99% of the memes that I've released are on the phone so this is all iPhone compatible um but Fonto for, for text stuff um, there's one called in light that John from Sopranos, Graham, um, turned me on to. That's kind of like a, it's kind of like a mini Photoshop. There's some limitations to them, but it's, it's got the most, it's got the most capabilities in it. Um, photo layers. Uh, there's another one called a momus, momus that I've been using a lot. That's for the, the actual like text caption. So like I said, you might, I might start in photo layers and, Cut things out and then move them over to Enlight, and then move them over into uh, Fonto for some text, and then I import them again into Momus at the end. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot of different things, but uh, reading my actual folder to you from my phone, um, I have Canva, Inlight, Fuse, Giphy, IMG Play, Luma Fusion for video. Magic Eraser for creating PNGs which is like uh trading something where the background is transparent. Right. Um then there's one just meta memes and memes and photo and uh photo layers and uh Photoshop Fix. Photoshop Fix is a good tool for you know getting getting the uh getting like watermarks out, getting uh any kind of like blur out that you didn't like.
0: Love it. A lot. It's not a toolkit, it's a war chest and that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sure a lot of people are downloading this, will start downloading <laughs> them as, as you as you've recited them or play it back. Like I said
1: yeah, I'm not sure how many people are going to care, but I mean, that's, this is the, the life we lead here.
0: Yeah. Great segue. Brass Tacks, why do you get up every day and do this? We've become friendly over the past couple of years. I know a little about you. You have a wife, you have three kids. What motivates, and you have a full-time job, by the way, what motivates this outflow? Can you describe, can you articulate what motivates you to do this? Other than the rush, obviously, and and being a part of like a big community, what is it that makes you so excited to do this on a, a, a literally an ongoing day-to-day basis?
1: Well, first of all, I'm glad that, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you consider me a friend, Vic, honestly, I and mean, what you've been doing with this podcast, I think is the, the biggest thing that's ever been done for this community, um, since it's, especially since it's over, but, uh, in general, to get to your point, I mean like I mean obviously the family I got a support and everything like that, but bringing it back to the beginning, I went to school for graphic design. I mean I've been taking I was taking private art lessons since I was a kid, uh before middle school, the first one I can remember. Um, yeah, I used to be in bands and make hip hop music, all kinds of different artistic outlets and now I'm at the point in my life where, you know, these These responsibilities, if you will, uh, they're the priority. So, like, providing, you know, what's what's Tony say, uh, what we're here for is put food on the table for our sons in the
0: future.
1: Uh, That's that's literally what the motivation is just day to day. The the way that I kept motivated with this was that, you know, in addition to to it being, like, the primary artistic outlet I have left, um, that I get real like, instant gratification from in ways that, you know, I couldn't get, you know, pursuing graphic design, you know, professionally.
0: It's therapeutic.
1: Um, It is. It's that, and also it's this creative community that's been built in the process, you know, it's, uh, it's just people that, you know, formed relationships with on Facebook primarily where we're, you know we're we're talking about the show we're we're making memes together we're laughing I mean working together is is really like the biggest you know it's, it's the oasis in my work day um being able to log on to different apps and different you know between Facebook and reddit and instagram twitter that's like where I'm connecting with people where it's, it's like you know, we're offering something to each other, which is you know humor and uh A lot of good relationships have formed from, I mean, we've had people meet and get married in this group uh, called the Commission on Facebook. Um, We've had all kinds of different crazy things happen (laughs) over the last two or three years. Um, But I've had a lot of people come to us and say that this group on Facebook has had a lot more of a family feel or atmosphere to it than other groups that they've been involved with. I mean, we've helped people uh, go through financial. Disparities. We've helped people with uh, health crises. People need referrals for things local, like uh, repairs. I mean, we've had people just help with that kind of stuff. Um, So it's it's evolved into something that's more than just memes. The memes, I guess, is just the glue at this point.
0: Well stated, like I uh, I don't know too much about the digital space in terms of like the social. I generally am familiar with the stereotypes of social communities. They're mostly adversarial. You know, you can post like there's places like next door where you can like post a picture of the sunrise and all of your neighbors will find 10 ways to criticize the picture of the sunrise. But I can honestly say that this is one of the few communities where it generally is like a really cool place to kind of hang if that makes any sense like digitally and that is a that's a testament to what you've created and it's a testament to the people that are all involved in it and but ultimately i I think i think it's i think we can both agree it's a testament to the show the show just brings out the best in in people and 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 it's just cool it's cool to see and i applaud you for for that digital community i want to talk sopranos con this is kind of an extension of that community you are leading a group that is putting on a Sopranos-themed event at the end of the year in New Jersey. How did you assemble this group, and what's the origin story of the project?
1: Um, I'd say about uh, six months to a year ago, maybe, I'm not sure. I, you know, obviously came to the realization, talking to several people that, uh, you know, work with me on a daily basis, that, you know, these memes can't last forever. Um, we, we were trying to figure out different ways that we can stay current, relative, whether it's video, deep fake, comedy, things of that nature. Um because I mean I, I'm I'm hopeful that we can do memes forever. But you know, there's always there's only so much in my mind that can be done um in that in that arena and so a have been pushing in this group for some kind of meet with some kind of meet with cast members is how it started. Um I saw a group member a year ago post something about like how he had a venue in Rhode Island and he had some cast members going up there. Um, And on Instagram, this is like right around the same time, I met a guy named Sopranos, which is, he owns famous signs in New York, good people.
0: They're awesome people, actually. I didn't mean to cut you off, but they sent me, and I I believe they sent John, a bunch of artwork, and it it still hangs in my studio today. It's one of my favorite possessions. Great guys, great people. Yeah, he
1: asked me what somebody sure was, you know, before we became, you know, business partners, and he just sent me all kinds of stuff, you know, not asking for it, you know, know, it's very, uh, very selfless guy and but I met him and we started talking he's good people like I said he's on the there's different levels of fans um and he was on the same level as me for sure and you know we got talking and we just realized over the course of talking that we kind of had the same idea it's just he started talking about what we know now Sopranos con, you know, just of much bigger scale. And, you know, the same kind of reaction I had when I saw the first Sopranos Grammy, and it was, like, my eyes opened up, like, oh, wow. Like, this is what you're thinking. Like, I was thinking more of, like, a meet and greet, like, kind of, like, a small-scale, like, get-together. But this is, this is kind of the same idea, but yours was, like, on steroids. And so I went to go talk to this guy in my group that I had posted something about Rhode Island. Just to pick his brain, because he had Federico Castelluccio, um, he had uh, Jason Cervone, Jackie Junior, uh, Dan Baldy, Patsy, and uh, Vincent Postor.
0: I missed the name. Wh- wh- what is the name of the guy in Rhode Island?
1: His name is Michael Motta. Okay. And I reached out to him just to pick his brain on like how he got them, and you know he started asking questions on what we were what we were thinking, what we were planning. Um, and it just very quickly turned into a series of meets and let's go to here and there and a couple of venues, you know, scouting days. And before we knew it, you know, we had just agreed to, to go through with it. It just, it just happened that fast and it all felt like we all were on the same page and that's, that's how it started. But it's, it's, um, uh, I would say it's more of Sopranos sketches like brainchild, so to speak. But I'm, I'm, lucky that I had this following because I've been saying forever, you know, like we have all this huge audience, um, you know, that we got to do something positive with it. So this is like the one thing that I can
0: contribute to this project is that you know, getting it out there to the people who really care about the show. Marketing is everything, man. As I'm sure you know, that is really cool, man. So the the founding team, you guys don't really know each other per se. You guys just have this relationship built on trust and a mutual passion for the show, and you were able to get this off the ground. That's an incredible story.
1: We actually had never we actually had never met before um, before the, the day we decided to do this. You know, we had never met before
0: that is that is really cool but you guys have since met obviously and you've done some cool reconnaissance work together i think you mentioned to me once so everything is working out well and the conference is happening um i actually just recently interviewed uh pio Mai's mom my goldie's mom like her name is kim and she mentioned uh, yeah. that she's going to be bringing uh, goldie down which is a little it's it's a novelty thing but it's actually really kind of cool that actually the horse from the sopranos is going to be there in addition to these cast members it just makes it that much more special I have a question though. Why hasn't a Sopranos event been done before? The show is, is nothing like this has been done before. Why, or why do you think not?
1: I think that there have been, there have been certain things done, but only privy to certain small amounts of like VIP type events. You know what I mean? Like they've they've had like they had like a 20th reunion thing in New York in January. Uh, very limited capacity. Um, it just wasn't on the same scale. My understanding is that you know before the show ended and before I was really into it on this level, that they did used to have you know a lot of events when the show was at its when it was at its peak. But they were more like appearances. Um, they weren't on this level. So I, I, I do not know. Uh, I think the re- I think the primary reason would be that. We uh, we came in at the beginning <laughs> to *Sopranos*. We came in at the ground floor. Um, so, the digital age has evolved, you know, a lot since the show has ended. Since uh, you know, regardless of where it started, the show hasn't gotten the digital treatment the way other shows, like *Breaking Bad*, for instance, got. In my opinion, I mean, it's gotten it after the fact, but it hasn't been the same as like, when a show airs. You get the the Twitter marketing, you get the Twitter conversations, all that kind of stuff. That was missed with the Sopranos era. But it also set some things in motion, so, you know, it's just one of those things where it's good timing now. But uh, the movie's coming out in 2020. Um, you know, it's just uh, the reunion just happened in January, like I said, so it's it just uh, it's a good time to do this. But yeah, it, apart from that, it beats me.
0: The digital age actually makes a lot of sense. That actually kind of really hits home. That's the the community wasn't able to be organized. You know, you needed a digital space where you can aggregate all of these people, and that, and, that, and that wasn't available when the show was running. That makes a lot of sense. Very cool, and I hope it goes off as a smashing success.
1: Thank you, and that's, that's what this really is at the core all about, is getting the fans together in the same room, to celebrate the show's love, you know, it's turning into a giant networking event.
0: I'm going to finish up with a lightning round. Favorite episode and why?
1: Just dream. Uh, the dreams are what got me. Into the show. Why? I'm just a very, I'm I'm a very firm believer that, you know, everything happens for a reason or nothing happens. Let me break that down a little further. There's no such thing as coincidence. Um, And I think that dreams in general speak a lot to who we are. Um, So being able to get in the psyche of a mob boss, you know, is already really, really, really cool. You know, with the conversations with Melfi, the dreams take that to another level.
0: True story. I just got over a really vicious cold and I was taking NyQuil's, two NyQuil's a night. And for three nights in a row, I was having the most vivid and lucid dream, crazy, crazy dreams that I will never repeat to anybody. But but vivid and lucid. And I was thinking about the show and I actually joked with my wife. I was like, you know, I actually don't I'm, I'm glad I'm not sick anymore because being sick is not fun. But I kind of want to take two Nyquils tonight just because I in hopes that I have an amazing like Kevin Finnerty style dream. And she's like, you're crazy. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> no, no way. But I'm all about the dreams, too. I'm glad you said that. That was my point
1: too that's a very very fun experience usually
0: uh favorite character not named Tony Johnny Sack favorite use of music
1: mm. that's kind of impossible um
0: does one stick out on your mind
1: um I'd say one of my favorite songs in general used is "Stop" by Joe Henry but it's played like in the background like through the, like, the strip club speakers it's just very like you wouldn't even know it was there if you weren't listening for it. Um, I I'll always, I always have loved um, the Sean Smith that they've incorporated, and the uh, songs from Italian restaurant or, uh, or scenes from an Italian restaurant is one of my also favorite songs. And I, I love the, that little segue into that scene. Uh, but yeah, that's
0: yeah, that's an amazing use of that song. Uh, shout out, Billy Joel. Um, yeah. Line or expression from the show that percolates your daily life regularly?
1: This thing is a pyramid.
0: Favorite meme that you never made. So, favorite meme that you didn't make. And it doesn't have to be Sopranos. It can be your favorite meme of all time that someone else made. Uh,
1: my favorite Sopranos meme... I'll do this two part. My favorite Sopranos meme is uh the Rudy crossover that Sopranos Ram did. Um that one just like hit me in the core. Uh my favorite meme that I can think of right now, like all time, is a video of uh it's like a bad lip reading, only it's uh Elvis walking on stage to do like a sound check, but they, they changed like the guitar sound and his manualism vocals, emphasis and stuff like that. Uh that's that's probably my favorite.
0: Will you DM it to me? I will definitely DM it to you. Okay. Favorite meme that you made, one you're most proud of? Mm,
1: uh, probably, uh, video-wise, I'd say um, there's a Gillette commercial and a Sons of Anarchy intro that are dear to me. Um, 2D-wise, I'd say there's a, there's a Johnny Sack. GQ issue cover that for some reason I hold, hold cheer to me as well. Was there, was there a part of that question I missed?
0: No, no, you got it. Random flash trivia question. You're probably going to get all the trivia, right, but I gotta, I'm going to ask everybody just one off the cuff. Tony's on the phone with Janice telling her to come home for their mother's funeral. You with me? Mm-hmm. She says, and I'm paraphrasing, "Us working folk uh, can't readily afford flights." What is Tony's response?
1: Uh, I know that I we like. I, I'm pretty sure that we had just talked about this like a month ago. Um, I'm drawing a blank though right now. He says he calls he he calls her something. I just can't
0: remember. Look at this, Woody Guthrie over here.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: Dan, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for the laughs over the years, your creativity and passion, man.
1: Hey, thanks for having me a This is great.